This is AutoLine This Week, the show that gets you inside the global automotive industry. AutoLine This Week partnered with the Consulate General of Canada in Detroit to produce this episode. And now, here is your host, John McElroy. Thanks for joining us on AutoLine This Week. You know, over the last decade, the Jeep brand has grown exponentially. It's amazing how much its sales and profits have gone up, and it really hasn't faced that much competition. That's why it's grown so much. Automakers don't like to see other competitors get away with a segment like that. So Ford is coming out with two vehicles that, to my eye, go right after Jeep. It's got two models that it's just launching right now. A two and a four-door model that, to my eye at least, looks like it's going right after the Jeep Wrangler and a smaller version called the Bronco Sport that again, to my eye, sure looks like it's going after the Jeep Cherokee. That's what we're going to be talking about today, the new Ford Bronco and the lineup. Joining us to discuss that is Mark Gruber, the head of marketing for Bronco. And Mark, thanks so much for joining us on the show today. Oh, thank you, John. Super excited to be here with you guys today. Yeah, a lot to get into. And I've also got my colleague and friend, Greg Miglior, the editor-in-chief of Autoblog. Hello out there in virtual world, Greg. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to talk some Bronco today. Yeah, well, let's get right into it. Uh, Mark, I'm, I'm wondering how you're going to bring this brand to market. Uh, most everybody, I think, knows about the Bronco. It's a vehicle that came out in, I think, 1966. I think it was built all the way up through 1997, but it's been out of the market for quite a while now. From a marketing standpoint, how do you plan to present this to the car buying public? Yeah, so we're super excited to be bringing Bronco back, as you mentioned. It's got really great awareness uh, and favorability already from the, from the customers. It's actually grown in popularity since it went out of production in, in 1996. And, you know, the, the interest and desire for the classic Broncos has just continued to increase. Uh, it's been the number one collectible vehicle for a, a number of years. And uh, so we're starting from a great point there with the Bronco uh, that customers understand it. They understand the rich history on it. And uh, we're going to be launching it uh, across the Disney channel of uh, networks on July 13th and uh, really get the word out for the masses and uh, we'll take it from there. Mark, I'm curious, was there a singular moment where maybe like the light bulb went off and you guys within Ford said, we have to bring the Bronco back, we have to go after Jeep. Was there like just one of those kind of, you know, watershed moments where it became clear, hey, you can't leave this, you know, lucrative market all to Jeep? That's a great question. There's actually, I would say since probably uh, the late 90s, there's been a lot of attempts uh, inside of Ford to bring Bronco back. Uh, there's been some actual programs that, you know, went uh, fairly far during the development process and for, for different reasons, they, uh, they didn't make it uh, to market. So there's been a lot of effort over a couple decades to bring Bronco back. And this effort started about five years ago. And uh, I think the key enabler was uh, when Ford decided to move focus out of Michigan assembly plant, uh, needed a couple products to fill up the plant. Uh, we wanted to bring the Ranger back on the T6 platform uh, and put that into Michigan. And the request was, what else are we gonna put in the Michigan assembly plant uh, and it needs to be a body on frame. And that was kind of the moment that uh, so many enthusiasts and people with 
it within Ford had been waiting for that, hey, we had a plant, we had the platform, we had the capacity. And so at that point, we just had to put together the, the plan to bring uh, Bronco back that people have been literally begging for for decades. Mark, what I find interesting is these are serious off-road vehicles. You know, others have tried to compete with Jeep. They raise the, the body a little bit, a few inches. They black out the wheel wells. Maybe they put some roof bars on it or something. Sounds to me, based on the specs that I've seen, these are serious off-road vehicles. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, you know, when we're going to bring Bronco back, we're not just going to put the, the name on a vehicle and, and call it a day. It was really clear that if we're going to do it, we've got to do it right. Uh, you know, and we're going up against some, some stiff competition here. So we spent a lot of time as well looking at some other uh, very credible and strong brands that have tried to compete in this space and for different reasons were, were not successful. So we really did our homework to understand, you know, what does it take to bring Bronco back and to do it right? Um, we wanted to make the best Bronco we could do, and we wanted to learn from, uh, from others that have tried uh, in this space as well. So this has been a, a program and a project that I think is probably unsurpassed in terms of how much work that the, the team has put into really understanding the customer in this space and what it takes. And yeah, leave no doubt, these products are extremely capable uh, off-road. I noticed some of the names are like Big Bend, uh, Badlands for some of the, the different like models and trims. Uh, right. Could you take us through just, you know, how you arrived at those and, you know, what sort of the, you know, the thesis was for, you know, getting there? Yeah, so we're, we're introducing or reintroducing Bronco as its own brand uh, with both Bronco and Bronco Sport. And with that, we wanted to create some, you know, unique uh, language, if you will, uh, within the brand. So on the series themselves, um, you know, we really were inspired by things such as national parks. And uh, we didn't want to use, I'll call it our more traditional series nomenclature that we've used on trucks uh, because we're wanting to create a separate brand. So Big Bend, uh, of course, a, a national park, uh, Badlands, which is our most capable series, uh, thought it was a super cool name. And again, another national park. Uh, and then for the bigger Bronco, the two and four door, we've got uh, a series called Black Diamond, which really speaks to the, you know, for off-road trails is usually the most uh, difficult trail. Uh, and then Wild Track uh, was inspired by more of the high-speed uh, desert running. Uh, and Outer Banks uh, is kind of the name for our luxury series on both Bronco and Bronco Sport. And there's nothing like kind of cruising down the beach there and the uh, in the Outer Banks. So try to have a little bit of fun with it, but also kind of connect with the, with the wild and the outdoors where, where these Bronco customers are looking to go to. Mark, it's interesting that you're using the tagline built wild for the, the Bronco line. Take us through some of the thinking of why you came up with that and why you're the, the kind of image that you're trying to project out to prospective buyers. Sure. So, uh, yeah, we're really um, excited uh, and confident about Built Wild. Uh, when we looked uh, at some of the key things we needed to do with reintroducing the Bronco brand, certainly establishing the capability and credibility uh, and durability of the vehicle was super important. Um, the testing and development that our engineers did on both of these products was, you know, inspired by the principles that we do on our Built Ford Tough Trucks. 
And uh, so we wanted to connect it to, uh, you know, the great equity that we had and built Ford Tough. And when we looked at Bronco, the real distinguishing factor was, you know, Wild was just kind of synonymous with, with Bronco. And not only, you know, the name Wild with the obvious connection to uh, the Bronco, but also these customers are looking to get back out into nature. Um, that's what they crave. They'll spend a lot of their time kind of in the city or indoors, and they want to get back out into the wild. Uh, we saw some stats even five years ago that 94% of people's time, the average American was spent either indoors or in their vehicle. And they just haven't had a chance really to, to get back into nature where they kind of crave. And we saw that trend, you know, long ago. And so wild on a number of fronts in terms of the connection just with the name Bronco, um, we thought was natural for us, our position of our customer wanting to get back into the wild and then connecting that to the built for tough testing and durability principles uh, kind of all came together with this built wild positioning for us. Mark, I'm curious uh, if you could talk a little bit about the styling. When I look at this, it seems pretty retro with a lot of modern twists on it. Uh, but there were, you know, a few generations of Bronco that were, you know, very well liked. Uh, why don't you maybe take us through just kind of how you arrived at the appearance of the new Bronco? Absolutely. So uh, when we look back at the, the Broncos, obviously, as you mentioned, there's been five prior generations of Bronco. Uh, however, the, the most equity and passion really resided in what we call the Gen 1 Bronco, which was 1966 to 1977. And those are the ones that are really collectible uh, in the classic car market. And so that was really the one that we wanted to kind of use as the inspiration uh, for the new design. And our designers literally brought in uh, Maury Callum, uh, the design director's classic Bronco, and digitally scanned the entire vehicle, orange peel included, uh, because, you know, really don't have blueprints from uh, from the 60s where they can get those surfaces. So they digitally scanned uh, that vehicle. They brought in a, uh, a classic uh, first gen instrument panel in the studio and used that as the inspiration for the interior. And, you know, I think we were in a really good position because, you know, we've been out of the market for a couple of years. And so we had the opportunity to make it a, a truly a Bronco in terms of the, the key DNA of the design. But at the same point, we had more freedom um, to kind of make it uh, more modern uh, of a design execution. So I think when you see it, there's no question that this is a Bronco. It's got the flat surfaces, the upright windshield, the, you know, the, the window in the back on the cargo area with the separate color roof. Um, it's just, you know, the fenders over the, the wheels and tires. There's no question that this is a Bronco when you see it. But at the same point, our designers had the freedom to kind of make this more of a modern uh, off-road vehicle with the, with the DNA of the Bronco. Yeah, talk a little bit more about that because uh, in, in terms of establishing the heritage, that is so critically important to the, the wildly enthusiastic Bronco supporters there are out there. And you brought in some guy that runs an operation called Bronco Graveyard. Tell us a little bit about that and why you brought him in and why you wanted to make sure that this was authentic in the eyes of the enthusiasts. Sure. So we, we spent a, just a crazy amount of time looking back uh, through the Ford archives is where we started. There's a 
all the information. There was pictures of the original clays. There was, you know, all the brochures, the first TV ad. We had all the information, the original approval letter signed by Lee Iacocca. We went through that and, you know, what was the initial vision of it? And we knew it was important um, that we were going to deliver a true Bronco. And we set up a, a whole panel, uh, what we called our expert panel, that included, you know, off-roaders, racers, aftermarket, uh, you know, reps, and uh, some Bronco enthusiasts. So we had Jeff Trapp from uh, Jeff's uh, Bronco Graveyard, one of the biggest uh, suppliers of classic Bronco parts. And he was our rep, and he was the guy uh, I hooked up with to get this classic Bronco grill uh, behind me that uh, I love to represent uh, in my room. And, uh, you know, Jeff was a, just a wealth of knowledge. He actually owns the last produced Bronco from 1996. And, you know, when you wanted to understand what makes a Bronco a Bronco, Folks like Jeff uh, were people that we wanted to tap into uh, to kind of keep us, uh, you know, on the right path for that. Uh, it's really important for this customer that they understand that Bronco is not a Johnny come lately. Bronco actually coined the term sport utility vehicle back in the 60s. Bronco was the first to actually introduce it. Ford's got a super rich history. We've produced, you know, a couple hundred thousand Jeeps uh, back in World War II. Uh, we got a real rich history in, in off-roading and in racing. You see the picture of the Baja race truck that won the overall Baja 1000 in, in 1969 uh, with Rod Hall. And uh, so it's been important to kind of start from, um, you know, the roots, uh, reminding people of the rich tradition and legacy that Bronco has, and then building uh, on that with this modern Bronco. I'm also curious about some of maybe like the modern amenities you put into the Bronco. Um, you know, vehicles like this generally do have compromises. You know, that's just to be expected and accepted. Uh, any, you know, guidance as far as like, you know, potential safety ratings or safety features, um, any, you know, electronics, connectivity, things like that. Um, just for sort of like the modern, you know, outdoors person who, you know, wants a Bronco, but also maybe still wants some of the things they're used to and like say their escape. Um, what kind of stuff did you bake in like that? Yeah. So, you know, I think again, uh, since we had studied the market and the customer for so long and we're coming back new into the market, it really gave us some uh, creative license and opportunity to, to come in with some of those new tech and uh, smart ideas. So, Couple of my favorites are, uh, we're gonna have what we're calling trail maps uh, on the Bronco two and four door. So, you know, when you wanna go off-roading uh, and kind of get off the grid, uh, your nav system's not gonna work there. It's not gonna have uh, connectivity. So we've teamed up with some of the leaders in uh, maps for uh, off-road trails. Uh, we'll have uh, something through uh, uh, a Ford app where you're going to download um, the maps that you want to go to for off-road trails on your phone because your phone's still going to have GPS. It'll project right on your center screen. It'll connect to the vehicle telemetry uh, information, and uh, you'll be able to even make comments uh, and share with your friends. So maybe, hey, at mile marker 19.2, look to your right, and you're going to see the eagle's nest uh, and check that out or keep it in, you know, this train management system uh, as you go 
to uh, you know this part of the course. So we really think it's going to open up uh, the outdoors to a lot of people to make it easier uh, for them to off-road. There's a lot of people that like a vehicle like this and aspire to go off-road, aspire to go to outdoors, but frankly, they just need a little boost because they're novices and they don't have some of the confidence. And so we're trying to use stuff like the trail maps. We'll have a train management system. Uh, again, just a click of the dial to, uh, to get into the right mode. So you can put it individually into the different uh, off-road, uh, you know, turn on your uh, lockers. But if you want, you can just click the button and it'll put it in the right modes for you as well. So uh, just a ton of new technology on the safety side. We'll have side air curtains built into the kind of the roll cage itself. Uh, so safety is very much, uh, you know, a, a focus for us as well. Just so many stories to share. You know, it would have been so easy for Ford to come out with the two-door and the four-door version and say, hey, look, we brought back the Bronco. But you're coming out with the Bronco Sport, a second model. What was the, the thinking within Ford to say, you know, the, the two and four door is not enough. We got to have it a second model with it. Right. So a couple of key things on that, John. So one was simply that we saw first and foremost, a different customer there. There was a customer that uh, maybe didn't need the size or quite the capability of the Bronco two and four door, but they needed a very capable rugged vehicle to get them to the trailhead. And that's where their activities would start with their hiking or biking, for example. Uh, so the Bronco Sport is the entry into the, the brand. And as uh, mentioned earlier, since we're trying to create a, a whole separate brand here with Bronco, uh, it was important to have a, a family of vehicles. And uh, we see this as a real incremental um, project, or excuse me, product and incremental sales versus the two and four door. And so it's going to expand uh, our business for Ford and our dealers. And uh, we just see it as a distinct customer uh, and they want that same kind of DNA and offering of what we're going to offer on Bronco. Well, you know, we've seen the Jeep brand expand enormously. And in fact, there's more models yet coming. If these two Bronco models are successful, how big could the Bronco brand be? That's a good question. Uh, I think we'll have to kind of wait and see as far as what's uh, what's possible there. But uh, we're expecting, you know, huge pent up demand, uh, huge uh, excitement for both of the products, and uh, we'll take it from there. So we're super excited to be reintroducing uh, the Bronco family. And uh, as you mentioned, it's it's not just one product; it's it's a whole family of products now. I'm curious if you could maybe explain a little bit of like how the Bronco Sport, like what it competes against. It strikes me as like, you know, maybe a Jeep Cherokee competitor or something like that. Uh, what did you benchmark uh, sort of, you know, we called it the baby Bronco for a while, but the Bronco Sport against? Yeah, I like to call the Bronco Sport the Bronco of, of small utilities. Uh, it is extremely capable. Uh, we benchmark and targeted the Jeep Compass. It's actually a little bit closer to the Compass in terms of some of the dimensions, but also the, the Jeep Cherokee that you mentioned in terms of capability, uh, we think it's gonna match up extremely well uh, versus both of the products. Um, the Bronco Sport will be four by four only. Um, which is a little bit different than uh, some of our competitors. Uh, it'll be the four-door only. And um, we think it's going to excel in all different types of uh, off-road, um, you know, driving conditions. 
especially anything over a couple miles per hour. Uh, the Bronco Sport is really going to do well in those environments. And uh, a lot of time and effort was spent on trying to make this adventure or, you know, ready for the wild. So a lot of cool features as far as, you know, a, a table that comes out in the back and LED lights when you lift up your uh, lift gate so you can see kind of the area around you and actually adjust those LEDs. And, you know, storage underneath the second row to put some muddy gear or boots. Uh, just, you know, even a bottle opener in the back. So <clears throat> you wanna enjoy a, a cold beverage after your hike or something like that. Just a lot of time and effort uh, spent on you know, making this vehicle super easy uh, for these customers to enjoy the outdoors. Um, even with the, the roof, we call it a safari roof, you can literally store two mountain bikes inside the vehicle. Um, and uh, that, that's pretty unique. I'm not sure of any other vehicles uh, in that space that can do that, but you can store them, uh, you know, standing up there. There's an uh, accessory where you can attach them there. You don't have to worry about the the bikes getting stolen during the day. So uh, this vehicle is adventure ready and we think our customers are gonna love it. Mark, earlier you mentioned how Ford had built several hundred thousand Jeeps during the Second World War. I think the, the numbers are actually over 207,000. Uh, that really helps establish the credibility of the Ford Motor Company being able to go up against Jeep. Are you gonna use that much in your marketing or how are you going to call on the heritage of what the company's done in the past as you present these two new models? Sure, so I think, you know, in some of the, uh, the pre-launch, we've been spending some time kind of reminding folks of our rich heritage in this space, our racing, you know, the, all the way back to the, the World War II. Um, and, you know, we've got a, a, a full portfolio, obviously, with things such as F-Series and Raptor in particular that, um, you know, we're, we've got a lot of credibility and experience in this space. Um, we were the number one cross shop brand for, uh, for Jeep. And so we know this is a brand that uh, customers in this space uh, respect and, and look to. And uh, so we'll certainly leverage and talk about that, uh, that credibility and that history. And at the same point, we want to really show off what these new Broncos can do because I think people are just going to be absolutely amazed about just how capable uh, these vehicles are and all the tech and features that these things are going to offer to really provide the most modern rugged utilities that are available in the marketplace. Jeep executives have talked about future-proofing the Wrangler and we know they're going to add some form of electrification. Um, somewhat soon. Uh, they're being a little cagey about that as, you know, future product plans tend to be. But uh, have you guys thought about electrifying, you know, either one of the Broncos? Uh, where does electrification uh, fit into the Bronco strategy? Sure. So for, for launch, we're, you know, just going to be talking about the EcoBoost engines. We'll have a EcoBoost 1.5 uh, and 2 liter on the Bronco Sport and then the 2.3 and the 2.7 uh, EcoBoost engines. Uh, on the on the bigger Bronco, um, so no plans uh, to share today on on electrification. Uh, obviously, uh, you know we continue to look at uh, what the customer is looking for uh, in this space, uh, but unfortunately, nothing I can uh, share today with you. Mark, you mentioned all these cool little features that you, you've got on these vehicles. 
did this come out of the, the new product development process at Ford, you know, what you guys are calling customer-centric design, where you mock up stuff using cardboard and scotch tape to get quick customer feedback? Is that how that came all, all about? Absolutely. So I think my favorite example of that, John, is uh, the open air experience on the Bronco. And that's all about, you know, taking the doors off and the roof panels off. And we would see for the competitor, you'd literally see some of their doors chained around uh, trees at trailheads because, you know, maybe it was too cold in the morning uh, and you either got to make that decision or maybe it was raining or something. They wanted to be able to, to take the doors off. And so it was a real pain point. And so this, you know, customer-centered uh, design thinking really was uh, – there from the get-go on on the Bronco programs and on the open air in particular, a lot of time was spent with our engineers and designers to figure out literally, as you said, with cardboard and foam models about how this product could really, you know, be a, a better solution for them. And so the doors on the four door, all four doors store on board in the cargo area. So just imagine that um, you want to take the doors off. You can take them off with a single tool. They're really lightweight because they're made out of aluminum. They got an integrated, you know, check hinge uh, right there designed into it. So super easy and quick to take off. You put them in the cargo area and then you don't even have to worry about the rear view uh, mirror for the side mirrors because the engineers put that right on the body uh, of the vehicle. So, you know, you can still stay safe and see what's behind you. So, the process is super easy. They got door bags. Uh, you can just put them in so you don't scratch up your paint. And all that was de developed uh, through this uh, design thinking uh, approach where they did rapid prototypes. They talked to our expert panel. We talked to different customers. And uh, I think it's really going to show the, the fruits of uh, that process uh, when you see the product. Hey, look, I, I know there's more details. I'm sure Greg's got more questions. I do too. Unfortunately, we've run out of time. But Mark Gruber, thanks so much for taking the time to talk about the new Bronco. I can't wait to get in that thing, especially off-road. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks, John and Greg. Really appreciate it. Yeah, Greg, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank, thank you. you. This is a lot of fun. And of course, I want to thank all of you for having tuned in. AutoLine This Week partnered with the Consulate General of Canada in Detroit to produce this episode.